All right, all right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday at the Table. Uh, I am DJ, and it's an honor to be here tonight. Uh, the the it's it's a surprise to me too. So the uh, uh, Rick and Vanessa were supposed to teach, but Rick got caught up at work, could not be here, so he called me. So you are getting me uncut raw on a Tuesday because you know you gotta have time to prepare. And I just there's there's been things. Uh, that's been on my heart and, and that we've been moving through, we've been talking about for a while. So we're just going to kind of jump into some of those things. And then there's questions. We can talk about it. We can do all those things uh, afterwards. But I just think it's going to be fun. I enjoy these kind of times because we can just sit back and talk. And I don't have people telling me I got to get off the stage, um, you know, for certain things. I just love it. We can just talk as a family. Um, so I'm going to pray. And then we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come on in and join us. And then uh, we're just going to simply jump into some stuff and and we're going to talk about some stuff because that's what I love to do. So let's just pray. Father, we thank you, Lord. You are so, so good. We thank you, Father, just for everything you're doing in and through us. And, and Father, we just love you so much. And we ask you to touch us this evening. Father, touch everybody watching live online right now. Touch everybody, Father, that's watching this at a later date, a later time, whatever that might be. So, Father, we just want this to be all of you, none of us, Father God. So I ask, and we just ask you to come in right now and just hover over this place, Father. Touch every word that comes out of my mouth. Let it be all of you, Lord. So, Father, we just surrender to you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, um, man, so I, like I said, I've, I had a little bit of time to prepare, and we have been in a series now forever on identification. And there's a lot of things that I realized as I went through all my notes, and uh, there's a lot of stuff I don't talk about. There's a lot of stuff that I don't get time to talk about. There's a lot of stuff that Holy Ghost says, you're not going to say that today, and then it gets thrown on the back burner, and then sometimes it just never comes out. So, um, I was looking through some stuff and said, man, this is a, uh, an awesome opportunity to share some of that stuff. Uh, so that's what I'm kind of excited about. Um, but if you guys have been enjoying the identification thing, is everybody good with that? Because um, I know we've gone everywhere with it, and it's been forever. And the ultimate thing of, of understanding our identification is, is belovedness, is understanding that you are beloved, that he loves you, and he loves you so much that through that all kinds of things can happen, and we're called to be different things, sons and daughters and um, fathers and mothers and and prince and princesses and all these other things, uh, but we're called to be the light. So that's where he kept taking me back to today was to talk about the light and what that light is. Um, so that's what I'm excited about um, because when we uh, talk about light, we, we, we talk about, you know, I ran into somebody the other day. I shared it, I think, on one of the last Sundays, but I ran into somebody who I truly respect, and he's been in the church for a long time, and we were just talking, and I just said, I said, hey, but he goes, how are you doing? What are you doing today? I said, man, I'm just being a light, being a light to the world. And he says, well, Jesus is the light. And I wanted to stop him real quick and say, that's the problem. Jesus is the light, but so are you. And, and God left us on earth to be the light to other people. So therefore, if we're just waiting on Jesus to come to be the light, we got a problem. So the Bible says that, that, that we are the light. And the same power that resurrected him is inside of us. Therefore, the light that's in him is in us. Right. So so I love that part. And, and that light we talk about is 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 false light. And I'm going to jump back into that again. But and, and when I said that, to, I didn't tell that guy that because I was like, I don't want to get into a fight right here. But I was like, you keep believing that Jesus is in the light. I'm going to keep going on being a light. And let's see. Let's see who can get more things turned around in this nation. OK, because that's the key to a lot of this is understanding that the light of of the father is in us and shines through us. And we need to understand that. So, um, and then once you encounter that, here's the thing. Here's what I love about it is that 
Um, the light's so powerful that, that once you encounter the light, you, you can't get rid of it. Like, it attaches to you. It's kind of like a, the glow-in-the-dark things, you know. Once you put them in light, they're going to shine up some bit. Even, even when, you know, brand new, they might not shine. But once they touch light, it doesn't matter how old they are. They have some type of luminescent in them to where they can be seen in darkness. They might not be bright, but there's light in them. Okay, and that's the same thing. Once we encounter the light, the light's in us. Okay, it's in us, it's flowing through us, and the more we walk in that, the brighter it shines and, and the better it is, and every day is better, and we just get to go around and be the light. So, um, so looking in the lexicon, and I mentioned this before, um, light is mentioned 175 times in the Old Testament, 95 times in the New Testament. That's how many times light is actually used in the Bible. Um, and when we look at light, light means different things. For us, light means light. Well, I think of two different lights. Light, like there's light, and light, like it's light. <laughs> like it's not heavy, it's light. Um, but in the Bible, and, and when you go back and you get into the Greek word for it and all this stuff, it, there are multiple definitions of light, and that's why you've got to go back to the lexicon, uh, which if you don't know what a lexicon is, it's just a, um, it, it's a, it's a book or a program you can go into, and what it does, it breaks down every single word in the Bible, and it tells you what it is in Greek and Hebrew, and, and, it, and it ties it to a number, which is really cool. So when you read it, you, you read the Bible, and it just says, like if I were to read in here, and it says afterward, afterward would have a number over top of it. And then you would go to the lexicon, and you would look up that number, and that number would give you that word in Greek, and it would tell you the definition of it. So see, where we say it's light means it's bright. But to them, light was multiple different kinds of lights used for different kinds of way. Um, so in John 8, 12, out of the Passion, if you have your Bibles, you can go to that. Um, John 8, 12, it says, uh, Then Jesus said, I am the light to the world, and those who embrace me will experience life-giving light, and they will never walk in darkness. So Jesus said, I am the light to the world. And he said, those who embrace me, so you can break that down and say, if I'm going to embrace it, if I'm going to receive you, if I'm going to embrace it, will experience life-giving light. So now you're experiencing the light. It's inside of you. And they will never walk in darkness. So why are you never walking in darkness? Because that light is radiating from you. So it doesn't matter where you're at. doesn't matter what's going on. There's always light coming from you once you embrace his light. So, so once you encounter that, it's that light. But the light they're talking about here is called phos light, P-H-O-S, phos or phos. People can say, you can say it either way. Phos just comes out easier out of my mouth. That's how we're saying it. Um, and that means it's revelation light or God light. He says, I am the revelation light. I am the God light. And he goes, because of that, those who embrace the God light, right, which is him, they will never walk in darkness. So therefore, you take that light with you. It goes with you. So, so false light is a, is a heavenly light such as surrounds angels when they appear on earth. It's a revelation light, the light. That's what it is. Um, it's a light, and it sheds light. That's what's cool. It's not just a light, but it sheds light, and it scatters light, and it pushes it everywhere. So it means to shine or illumine. So, so you're shining stuff. And in this... It's, it's the only light in the Bible that Jesus ever identifies himself with is God light. That's why I call it God light. And you've probably heard me call it God light from the stage before. I just call it God light. It's easier to say it's God light. That, that's who Jesus is. He, is. he is all of God light. 
Um, and that's why it's important for us that once we understand that and then we understand that his light is within us, so therefore, if Jesus is the only light to the world, but if his light's in us and we're walking around, that's why I say his light is in you. So you can go be the light to the world. And it's not saying that, oh, I am the light, but you are a son and daughter just like he is. And you have the same access and authority to the father as he has. Okay. So, so we need to understand that. We need to capture that uh, in our heart because that's so important. That ties right into the beloved identity. When you understand you're loved, you understand father loves you. Right. And, and he loves you so much that he's given you his light to go shine on the world. That's why we're here. There's a lot of people that will say they're just sitting around waiting for Jesus to come back so the world will change. And God's saying, I left you the world. Change it. It's your job. I gave it to you. Like, quit hating. Love people. Spread my word. Let's get this thing done. You know, and, 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 and we just get so caught up in that. So anyway, so to go on, I want to talk a little bit more about false light. If you go into Ephesians 5. 8 through 10. Ephesians 5, 8 through 10. It says, Once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. Or false light, that's where it is. And the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you, which is goodness, righteousness, and truth. Then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. Okay, so when you break that verse down, you read that, you're like, okay, so hang on, let's get this all right. It, it talks about that once your life was full of sin and darkness, so we understand that, that, that we have walked in that, and look, man, I, I was the worst of the worst, so um, I love it. I love the fact that my life was dark, and, and, and I lived a bad way, and Jesus accepted me, and Father accepted me, and man, I repented from my sins, and he loved me so much, he said, now go be the light. Go be the light. Everybody has walked in those positions. Everybody has sinned, and, and, and we all deal with that, and God's called us all to go walk in the light. He says, go be the light. And for so, some are chosen to do different things in that, and some of us are chosen to walk in the light where we're at. And he says, I will put you in positions and places to, to be the light, and we just need to do that. So here it says, um, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him, and union is a merger, a fusion, a uh, fusing together. That's, that's, that's what union is. So it's a merging. So if you ever think of companies that merge, they don't, they're all together now. They have to take everything and just, man, it gets meshed together. Or if you think of it as fusion, think of something that fuses together. Have you ever electrocuted something or, <laughs> or anything like that where it, and it just fuses together? That's it. I think of like super glue, man. You take two things that fuses it together. You ain't getting it apart. It just, just doesn't happen. I think I was doing something in the sink one time. I was trying to glue something. The next thing I know, my finger's together, and this hand's stuck on there, and one's on my cheek. And I'm like, what is this stuff? How do I get this off? And my wife's like, that's why you don't do it that way. <laughs> I was going crazy. I'm like, oh, it's on there. Oh, no, no. You're like, oh, ah, it's stuck everywhere. So it's fusion. You can't get it off you. It's there. So, so the light he's talking about, when he says here, it says that um, your mission is to live. I love it. He tells you our mission. So once you're united and fused with him and merged with him, once you're together with him, what that means is that you've accepted his love. You've accepted him as the father. And you said, look, I know I've done bad, but man, do you forgive me? He says, I love you. You're my child. And you're fused with him. See, we have a hard time with that as people. We have a hard time saying, yeah, but. No, there's no but. Yeah, but today. Okay, today. And father says, yeah, but. 
And it's not an excuse, and it's not a, it's a right for us to go out and sin. What he's saying is that I know you messed up. Walk with me, and you will see that the more you walk with me, as we move through this path of life, it'll get easier and easier and easier and easier. And pretty soon, you won't be coming to me every day saying, Father, forgive me once again. But you've got to walk in that understanding that he loves us that way, that, that he really does. And there it says, um, when you do that, he gives us a mission. He says, your mission is to live as children, flooded. Flooded there is saturated. It means you're, you know, if you think about something that floods, you just, whew, if you ever had your backyard flood or your kitchen flood, my daughter did it the other day, or I, I, I actually did it, but my daughter's refrigerator in her house, which is a brand new house, but they had bought a used refrigerator that was repaired. Her father-in-law bought it for them. Um, they went out in the kitchen one day, and it was, the floor was wet, and it has the vinyl tile, you know, the vinyl flooring snapped together, and they're like, Wow. Like it was flooded, so you could step on the tiles and it would the, the water would come out from underneath it. And so they, they were like, well, what do we do about that? And they went and got a dehumidifier and all that stuff, and they dried it out. Well, then this last weekend, we went up to take my mother-in-law back to the doctor or to the, to the airport to fly home. And I went over there, and I was trying to troubleshoot. And I said, well, what are you talking about? It leaks. So I turned it on, and I didn't see a leak. And then we got talking, and then we left. Well, then she called me. Uh, Sunday night and said dad we forgot we turned it on now my floor is saturated again and she was videoing the water coming bubbling out of it and it's because it has the pad with it's like plastic pad and then the floor so the water was in between the two and when you stepped on the floor the water would bubble out and I'm like yeah I'm sorry baby I did it but it was saturated like it was everywhere you could stomp on it splatter it so I did it with a sponge before, a rag before, that, that he wants us so flooded with his revelation light, his false light, that, that it, it just pours out of us. And I've mentioned this a million times, but it is so important to understand that, that when you are so embedded in that and embedded in his love and, in, and with his identity that you are beloved, man, and love just flows from you, which means you don't have the right to be angry at people. You don't have to agree with what people do, but you love them. See, and that's where, you know, I was talking about that verse where it says the new commandment is not to love as you want to be loved. It's love as he loved us. So how many times have you messed up? How many times have you gone back to him and said, forgive me one more time? And he still loves us. He says, do that with everybody. He goes, when you do that, that's that. There's a revolution coming when we experience that Abba love, that father love. And it's that 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 revolution is going to spread like wildfire because people don't experience that. We have so many different denominations and different religions that say man if you don't walk a perfect line you can't be in our church if you don't walk a perfect line god doesn't love you you don't deserve it he doesn't listen to you he doesn't do things for you and he's just saying quit creating a god and listen to your father i love you like he said and it's not the fact that he says have free reign to do whatever you want he says that's not it because you're gonna have to answer for everything he said but understand that i love you through everything just so you do as you're with your kids you know, our kids mess up and do things. It's not that you stop loving them. You correct them and stand beside them, and you love them because they're your kids, and it's not going to stop your love, right? So it's not that he just says, oh, you didn't do anything. He brushes under the rug. He says, all right, you felt the conviction because you're coming back to me, and, and he's loving us through this, and through that love is what stops you from doing what you're doing. And it says, but when you experience that, when you're flooded with it, it says, and then the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you. 
So not until you're flooded. Once you're flooded, once you're saturated, once you believe it, then the supernatural fruits of his light will be seen in you. And it says those are goodness and righteousness and truth. See, we, we tend to want to be good and righteous and truthful so that we can be flooded with his love. And he says you can't earn it. You can do that all day if you want. There are people out there that are good people that don't know him. Truthful people that don't know the Father. He says, you can have all those things and not know me. He goes, but if you know me, I'll give you all those things. So what are we working towards here? We're working towards the wrong thing. We're trying to be the best person we can be. And he says, quit trying to be the best person you can be. Love me and let me show you and, and, and love you through being the best person you are and you can be. Not because you have to try, because it just flows out of you. Um, so anyway, uh, problem is is that and what you'll see a good example of that is you can do barriers in your life there's a lot of people that'll say okay fine um, um they have all kinds of things for your phones app for your phones um there's stuff that spouses can put on your phones um to check and make sure you're not watching anything inappropriate there's things you can put on your kids phones to make sure they're not doing anything inappropriate there are there are different things barriers that we talk about in life and we say put up barriers if you have an issue with sin put up barriers so you don't sin no more there's nothing wrong with that. It's a good starting point. But 5, 10, 15 years down the road, if you still need barriers in your life, it's because you're not actually flooded and saturated with his love. Because the barriers work in the beginning. But you shouldn't need those barriers as your life moves on, as your walk with him moves on. Okay? Uh, there's one thing, you know, I used to have a, a drinking issue. And there's one thing that if I ever went to a party or something and I thought I was going to have a drink, this is before I was a Christian, <laughs> like, what, the pastor is going on? I had drinking problems? No. <laughs> but before I gave my heart to Christ, that was my thing. And my, you know what my barrier was? I'll either lock my keys in the car or I'd have to call my wife so she would come get me. And I thought, if I put those barriers up, everything's going to be well. Then I'm not going to get in a car and go hurt somebody. But the problem wasn't getting in the car and going hurting somebody. The problem was I was drinking alcohol, which was getting me to do stupid things. Driving the car was just one of them. But I put barriers in my life thinking that's going to make everything better. No, it just gave me freedom to do whatever I want because I knew I wasn't going to do that stupid thing and hurt somebody. Okay, and what God says is there are barriers. Use them. They're great, but you shouldn't have to depend upon them. As you draw closer to me, you won't need them anymore. See, that's the key. You know, I shouldn't be talking to the same people that say, man, I'm just in love with Jesus. He loves me. And 10 years down the road, you're dealing with the same sin you were 10 years ago. It's because you didn't surrender to him. You didn't receive his love. You, you, you're not understanding your identity. Okay, so, so when you do that, he relieves you of all that. And there'll be a time in your life where you go, you know, I don't need that stuff. Why? Because I trust me. Because I love him and he loves me. And he gave the power. I don't even have a desire for it. Why? Because we have a fleshly body that our, our flesh wants one thing and, and, our, you know, and our heart wants another. And sometimes our heart wants to be good, but our flesh wants something that, that is so bad and so evil and we'll lose that battle and the flesh will beat the heart right and, and sometimes our heart will beat the flesh well guess what when your heart gets so full of him there's not even a battle why because the flesh is dark the heart is full of light you can't have darkness and light in the same spot right darkness has to flee darkness definition is absent of light 
So, so, so if the, the absence of light is darkness. Once you have light in you, there's no longer darkness. So, so once you're filled with his light, there can't be darkness in you or around you or near you. And that's what I want to talk about today is having his light so much in you that, that it surrounds you, it engulfs you, um, and, and it, you're so saturated in it that, that even when you walk places and you go places, you're emitting that light to everything around you and everybody around you. You don't even know you're doing something, but you're changing the world. You ever done that, been around somebody who's just so joyful you have no choice but to be joyful? <laughs> been around somebody who just laughs all the time, you start laughing. Same thing goes for, for love. When you're so saturated with love and you're around somebody who just loves people, you just tend to love people. No matter what mood you're in, you know, that's why I like hugs. If somebody comes up and hugs me, I don't care if I'm in a bad mood, man. A hug just seems to brighten me up. So, so when, I, when I think about that, if that's true with joy and all this other thing, why isn't it true with love and his light? That, 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 that if you're so full of his light when you go around people and you get around people, man, it's just, it's just all over the place. Um, and that happens. So I want to, let's see, I'm going to go through this. I'm just jumping all over the place. I, wrote, I, just, I put a lot of scripture in here, and I thought I was just going to talk to him. Um, well, first off, how do you get saturated with light? You know, accept your new identity, spend time with him. Look, allow him to love on you, read your word, pray, worship. The biggest thing is just accept it, you know, just, just be there to accept it and trust in him and what he's saying about you. See, a lot of times we don't like to trust in what the Lord says about us. I deal with more people that say, well, really, me? Yes, you, he loves you. And people go, I don't know. Well, until you know can't help you anymore like i can't make you believe i mean you believe in the father you believe in his word and his word says he loves you why don't you believe he loves you well why because we grew up in in a in a world that has been so you know scattered with religion and scattered with this and that and you were taught from a young kid that if you don't do these things if you don't do these things in the ten commandments and this and what if i broke a ten commandment now i'm going to hell and all and it's like oh wow hold up like we we have completely taken things out of out of what he wanted. We we took religion and we just poured our. Why why do you think when Jesus came he didn't like all the religious scholars? If it was all about knowledge of what's right and what's wrong, man, he would have been hanging with those people every single day. He'd be like, you guys know more about the the Torah and more about the law than anybody. I'm just going to hang out with these guys. No, he was hanging out with everybody else because he's like, you guys are too smart for your going good. You got so smart, you started making your own things. And he goes, that, that's the problem. So, so how do you get saturated? Believe. Believe in him. Believe that, that he loves you. Um, and when you do that, you're going to learn what's beautiful in life and, and how much, you know. And it just, look, it's, it's, it's really simple when you just believe. People are like, yeah, but how? just believe. Like, wake up in the morning and say, he loves me. And say, now I'm going to love everybody else. In every situation you come into, every person you encounter, you say, I'm going to love them. I'm going to love today. It's a choice. You can choose to wake up in a bad mood, or you can choose to wake up and say, I'm going to love people no matter what. And I'm not saying it just happens. You've got to work at this thing. But it's possible, and you can reach it. So, um, <sighs> that's right. It's like anything else. It's anything else you have to teach yourself. Why? Because we were taught the wrong way. You know, but look at an infant. You want an infant to walk. You don't leave them in a chair or in a crib. You, you let them walk. 
right? And as they walk, they fall. And you don't push them down and hold them down and say, well, that's fine, you'll never walk again. You give them a chance to get up and they walk and they walk. And pretty soon they run and then all of a sudden you can't catch them, right? And he's doing the same thing. He goes, walk in my love. All right, you fell. That's cool. I p- he picks you up. And he says, oh, let's try it again. And he doesn't care how many times he's got to pick you up and say, let's try it again. Because pretty soon you're going to get it. Pretty soon you're going to be walking a little bit faster and a little bit faster and a little bit faster. And then you're going to be running. That's just what he's going to do. Um, so uh, I want to get, let's see here, where was I? Um, yeah, so we were talking about that union. We, we, we talked about that, how that like fuses things together. And when you accept that, when you accept that you... That when you first get the union, then that leads to him saturating you with light and brilliance. That's that's the key to where we're going. Um, and that's how you become the light. You start emitting it. Um, so the question tonight, is that hard to do? Is it hard to be the light to the world? <laughs> well, there's a lot of things to look at. Like, if you're the light to the world, it's everybody. So is it hard to be a light to everybody? Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. So, um, so that's the question. How do we do that? H- how do you be the light to the world? Uh, and sometimes, uh, I'll put it this way. It's as hard to be the light to the world as it is for fire to bring light. So light a match. How hard is it for a match to bring light to darkness? Not hard at all. As soon as you light it, Right? So, so we have our own opinions of what is good and bad. We have our own opinions inside of us of, of all those things. And we can say, yeah, but how about this? Well, I'm supposed to love everybody. Yep. How about the criminal? Yep. How about the rapist? Yep. How about the homosexual? Yep. How about the alcoholic? Yep. How about the drug dealer? Yep. <laughs> and you're like, Woo, but that gets hard, does it? We're not telling you to accept what they do. Never once does God say, you need to accept what they do and that's okay. Child molester, yeah. It's, it's, you, you don't accept what they do, but you have to love that person. That's hard. That's right. They are, and, it's, and they are dark, and it is. It's evil, and it's darkness, okay? That's not who they are. They're son and daughter. They just don't know it yet. They don't know where their home is yet. They haven't realized who they are yet. Our job is to take the light to them. It doesn't mean they're not going to have a consequence, and, you know, that's why when we talk about prison ministry, I would love to do prison ministry. I love the fact that my son-in-law got to go do prison ministry, I don't have to agree with what they did. But guess what? They're still human beings. And they're redeemable. And, everyone, and here's the thing. You ever seen some, uh, I see it all the time because we're in a church. But we'll have people that come into the church that just don't understand that. And when you love on them enough, they're like, you still like me and why? <laughs> like they don't understand it. And when you tell them, I love you because I love you. I love you because God loves me. And if he's loved me through all my trials, why can't I love you? And then people go, wow, it's different. Yep, 
It is different, but that's what the world hasn't tried yet. See, people think, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. Everybody thinks it's a scheme or it's a game plan or what do you want from me? Yeah, you're, this is fake. This can't be real. Well, that's why when it's a foundation, like in our church, where it's a foundation, people come in, they're like, this place is different. Like, what's wrong? Like, what do you want from me? We don't want nothing from you. We want to love you. Like, uh, you know, that, see, the goal isn't to, to bring people to the light. Like we used to think, go get people, bring them to the church. If they come to our church, it'll be great. That's the theory of, of, of Western theology is get everybody into a church, and that's good. But what if the church took the light to everybody else? The goal is to bring a light. God didn't say, go build up a church so mighty and powerful and big. And if you do, I'm going to build you another building. You make it bigger and bigger and bigger and just bring people in. But what if he said, just go out and be the light? Yeah, that's it. It's, that's it. We are the church. And he says, my church is my kingdom. Build my kingdom. Now, does that often lead to people bringing people to church? Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying, like, tell people not to come to church. What I'm saying is, if your whole goal is to get somebody to the church so that they can feel the love of God, it's because you're not displaying the love of God in you. So it should be, you don't need to go any further than this. I love you. Yeah, but because, yeah, and that's it. And, and here's the thing. And if you were the only one doing it, it's kind of hard to believe, too, because that's where people go, well, you're just way too nice. You want something. Okay, come to church with me, and I'm going to show you about 200 people that <laughs> will love on you the same way I love on you. You know, and it changes, it changes their perspective. It changes their heart, and, and that's what it's all about. So our goal is to change hearts, change what people think. You know, we're, we're going to be the light. He says your mission is to go out and be the light. So we have to be the light. Um, and it's easy. Like I said, I was trying to, uh, kind of a trick question because, we, it should be easy, but we fight demons within ourselves and prejudice inside of ourselves and all these things within us because we've gone through things and we've dealt with things that we try to block things off and go, everybody but them. What's that? And when you've been taught things, that's huge. See, that's how it works. It's embedded in you as a child. So, so when it's embedded as a child, man, that leads to issues. I think the door's locked. Is the door locked? Here, I'll unlock it right here. Look, this is so cool. I can talk. And I can unlock doors. I am a greeter. I'm a pastor. I'm a teacher. Let's do this. Um, oh, the right door was opened. Uh, they left. You want to go grab them real quick? My thing's not working for some reason. Anyway, I don't have time to deal with it. I'll put that down. But anyway, um, but yes, so, so that's what's hard is it gets taught to us. And, and so what we're trying to do is, is break through this, this barrier that's been put up in society. Right? We're trying to break through this thing so we can start shedding light the way it's supposed to be shed. That's why I think it's, it's going to be a revolution. There's going to be a love revolution. It's going to be something that busts through. And I'm seeing all these other churches. This is not just us doing this. There's churches all over the place that are these little pockets of love. And pretty soon they're going to start connecting. It's going to shine together. And we're going to be able to do this thing together. And it's going to make a big difference. A lot more. And I talked about this before. You look at all these revivals. And everybody says, revival this, revival that. Revivals last and then they go away. Why? Because they thought that if we had a revival, it was going to change the world. The revival didn't change the world. Go down to Brownsville. Scary place. 
didn't used to be that way. One of the times it was the greatest revival cities. Everybody was trying to go down there. Everybody was trying to get, get in. Everybody was trying to be around it. It's not that way anymore. It shows you that it, it's, it's not the revival. There has to be something that's more permanent, and it's love. Because we can do, we can, you know, we can cast out demons. We can do all kinds of stuff. That's not, he's not telling us to do that. He says, he says we need what? Yeah, we need to love out loud. That's good. So anyway, so how hard is it? That's what I wanted to get into. Um, well, I want to talk about this. This is how hard it is. And it really, I'm going to talk about three different verses or three things if I get through my will. If not, I'll turn it off so people don't have to watch if they don't want to. And we'll just talk about them. <laughs> but um, the three things I want to talk about, they all tie together. It's the same type of light um, that allows things. And it's going to lead. I'm trying to connect the dots. So it's going to lead uh, to you understanding how easy it is to be light. Okay, if I can explain that well. I want to go to Luke 1, uh, 26 through 35. I'm going to read out of the Passion. Uh, Luke 1, 26 through, uh, 26 through 35, out of the Passion. And it says, During the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from, from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee. She was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you, and so you are anointed with great favor. Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what this may mean for her. But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear, Mary, for, for the Lord has found delight in you. Man, it sounds like Hephzibah. The Lord has found delight in you, and has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. You will become pregnant with a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He will be supreme and will be known as the son of the highest, and the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever, and his reign will have no limit. Mary said, but how could this happen? I am still a virgin. Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you, and Almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. Hang on to that one. So he says, in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. All right, I'll stop right there. So I like that spot right there. So here, we're, we're getting into this, and it says that, um, that how's it going to happen? He said, the spirit of holiness, the Holy Ghost, is going to fall upon you and Almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you like a cloud of glory. You'll see this multiple times in the Bible. And I'm going to cover all the verses where it says his, his light, his cloud of glory. It's, a, it's, it's light that, that just shines on her. Okay, so what does she have to do to receive the light? Just say yes. She, she just receives it. So... So she doesn't have to do anything but yield to it. He says, don't yield to your fear, yield to your father. So this is what he's telling her. Yield to your father, not to your fear. And if you yield to your father, then he's going to show you. And he's going to put the light of the world inside of you. See, this is a foreshadowing of, he's like, I'm going to put the light of the world, Jesus, inside of you. Okay, so I love that. I just, that just hit me when I started. I was like, hey, look at that. It's like, hey, he's putting the light inside of us. He put the light inside of Mary. You know, to show, hey, this is how it's going to be forever and ever and ever. 
that I'm going to put my light inside of you, inside of every person. Yes. She received it. Yeah, she had no fear. So, so you have to do that. Same thing. You want the light of God inside of you. What do you have to do? Just receive it. She said, how? I, like, she's like, I can't have kids. I'm a virgin. Like, so all these questions, same thing we tell the father every time we, he says, I love you. You go, how? I did this and I did this. And I said this. How do you love me? And he goes, well, you just, man, don't yield to fear. Yield to the father. That's what she did. That's what she did. So you see that um, in here, the Greek word um, for this. So as you get into this, is the Greek word used. Um, it's, in the, it's in the tiny writing, which is why I got my glasses. That's what I should have went to first. Um, the Greek word for this, let's see if I can find it in here. Um, it says, you will become pregnant with a baby boy. Let's see here. It says, but how did this happen? He says, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you in his glory. That would be I. So the Greek word used as a metaphor, spread his shadow over you, is also the word used at Jesus' transfiguration when the cloud of glory overshadowed Jesus on the mountain. And it says, go to Mark 9-7. So let's go to Mark 9-7. Mark 9-7. That's why I love reading. Always read the stuff in the bottom, man. The stuff in the bottom is powerful. And it tells you that it that that word for that was overshadow. It said it will overshadow you. So the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. Um, and here, if we go to Mark nine and we go to seven, and this is the transfiguration of Jesus. Um, so if you read back, it says, uh, you know, this is where Jesus takes them up there. It says Jesus said to them, "I tell you the truth, there are." I'm going to read from the beginning. There are, there are some standing here now who won't experience death until they see God's kingdom realm manifest with power. After six days, Jesus took Peter and his two brothers. So, so Peter, Jacob, and John, right? That's what the, the Bible says. Um, and hiked him, hiked up the mountain to be alone. And Jesus' appearance was dramatically altered for he was transfigured before their very eyes. His clothing sparkled and became glistening white, whiter than the bleach in the, in the world could make them. Then suddenly, right in front of them, Moses and Elijah appeared, and they spoke with Jesus. Peter blurted out, beautiful teacher. This is so amazing to see three of you all together. Why don't we stay here and set up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah? For all the disciples were in total fear, and Peter didn't have a clue what to say. Just then, a radiant cloud began to spread over them, enveloping them all. And God's voice suddenly spoke from the cloud, saying, This is my most dearly loved son. Always listen to him. So it's the very same word that they used. Now you see it in the same way. So Jesus went through this right in front of them. And he's glowing. So you got Peter, John, and James. Jacob, James. So you've got those three. They were all invited up there. They were all standing there. The light was over them. And everybody thinks that Jesus was the only one that came down shining. <laughs> See, everybody says, it says, well, Jesus was glowing in front of them. Like I said before, with the glow in the dark stuff, you can't be around that kind of light. 
and not take any light with you. Right? And he says, but don't don't tell anybody about this or anything until, you know, after I'm crucified. He's like, I'm not not till you're gonna have to wait, right? But here you see, all they were, how did they receive the light? They were just there. And if you go, did they really receive the light? Absolutely. Absolutely they received the light. Like, go on and look what Peter does. Let's go on and look what Peter does. Let's see. Um, and that was, I'm sorry, that was in Mark. You can read the same thing in Matthew. When you start reading in all the Gospels, then they have the same story. It should tell you it's true. <laughs> it happened. They're a little different because they wrote it a little differently. But it happened. All right? But if we go to, uh, um, let's see, Matthew, Mark, they're all in there. Um, so what it did is, is that that cloud came over them and it saturated them. They were saturated with the presence of the Father. And everywhere they walk after that, they're taking that with them. Okay, and you see it in there. If you go to, uh, um, well, I'll talk about one more. I'll pick, let me pick back up with what Peter does with it. Well, no, I can go there now. I can do whatever I want. Okay, um, let's go to Acts 5. <laughs> Forget that I kind of in charge you all can just watch online all right acts 5 12 through 16 um if we go to acts 5 12 through 16 this is a good one um so acts 5 12 through 16 and it says the apostles so here we are talking about the apostles which includes peter James, John, right? So the apostles performed many signs and wonders and miracles among the people. And when believers were wonderfully united, as they met regularly in the temples and in the area known as Solomon's porch, no one dared harm them for everyone held them in high regard. Continually, says, continually more and more people believed in the Lord and were added to their number. Great crowds of both men and women. In fact, when people knew Peter was going to walk by, they carried the sick out into the streets and laid them down on cots and mats. Knowing the incredible power, right? The incredible power from him would overshadow them and heal them. Great numbers of people swarmed into Jerusalem from the nearby villages. They brought with them the sick and those troubled with demons. Everyone was healed. It didn't say that they called upon Peter to go pray over anybody. Peter didn't have to go over and cast out demons. Peter didn't have to lay his hands on anybody. They brought everybody and they laid them in the streets and Peter walked by. In the glory that was on him, the light that was inside of him, the false light, the revelation light, the God light that was within him, saturated everybody around him and people were healed. That's the light we're talking about. How did Peter get the light? Well, he hung out with Jesus. That's kind of important. I mean, that's pretty powerful if you can just hang out with him all day. But, I mean, he was on the mountain. He got completely saturated on that mountain. He got, com he got completely lit up. <laughs> and when he came down, he couldn't stop it. I mean, here, he could have been going to the outhouse. He couldn't even go to the bathroom without healing people. I mean, think about that. He is so filled with that. Could you imagine being so filled with the light? It doesn't matter where you go. People just know it. They just know it. Same thing happened to Paul. I was going to throw Paul's story in there because Paul did the same thing. You know, the, the light that shined upon Paul on his walk through Damascus, the same light. It says it, it, in fact, okay, I'll read it. 
Um, I'm getting excited now, so hang in there. <laughs> same light. We're talking about the same light, the same cloud, the same, the same power, right? And we're talking about well, why would he use Peter? Everybody thinks he's going to use all these people that are high and mighty and all these things. He's using normal people to show you that you're normal people. And I'm going to fill you with light and you're going to go out and do my works. Even better than those ones that, that think that they are appointed and anointed and, and, and they have the theology behind them. And they can quote every scripture in the Bible, which isn't wrong. Study your Bible. It's good to know that stuff. But guess what? You don't have to know scripture. You don't. Is it good? Absolutely. Should you? Absolutely. But do you need to have Scripture embedded in your heart to be the light? No. See, we, we get so caught up that we're not worthy enough until I can quote the Bible. That's right. I will. It just takes you being willing to say I will. If we would just say I will to the Father, he'll use us for all kinds of things. So with Saul, it says during those days, Saul full of anger or angry threats and rage, wanted to murder the disciples of the Lord Jesus. So he went to the high priest and requested a letter of authorization he could take to the Jewish leaders in Damascus, requesting their cooperation in finding and arresting any who were followers of the way. Saul wanted to capture all the believers he found, both men and women, and drag them as prisoners back to Jerusalem. So he, he obtained the authorization and left Damascus. Just outside the city, a brilliant light flashing from heaven suddenly exploded all around him falling to the ground he heard a booming voice say to him Saul Saul why are you persecuting me okay that same light I should have actually pulled it up in here because I wanted to read the little thing underneath it but either way it's that same light um, that he that that encountered him that knocked him to the ground that is the same light that engulfed them on the mountain that is the same light that filled Mary same Holy Spirit, same Holy Ghost, same light that put light inside of her. They're all tied together. All coming from the same place. All ordinary people. But he says, I'm going to use Saul. I'm going to use Peter. And now Peter can walk around and glow just like other people. Um, just, like they, just like Jesus. Um, so what they have to do with that? That's the, uh, the, what did they have to do to get that? Say yes. Say yes, and they carry it with them, right? Say yes, and, and the light just flows through them. Um, so all Jesus, you know, Jesus, he did the transfiguration with the Father. Mary, Mary, she did what? She yielded. Peter um, went, how do you have to heal the sick? He just had to walk. I mean, so, so when people come to you and say, hey, you know, this happened to me the other day. You know, someone called me because they wanted... They lost a loved one and, and they were grieving and, and they said, I want, you know, you know, I, I told them I'm going to come over and they're like, yeah, that's fine. And, and I hang up and then immediately in my mind as a person, I want to start digging in the Bible. I want to say, I got to give them the best scripture. I got to have something. I've got to have something. And the Lord stopped me and said, no, just go sit. You know, I talked about this on Sunday. You just go sit. Go sit and love somebody. You don't need a scripture. We keep thinking we need to have scripture to bring in the Holy Ghost. And he says, no, I'm in you. I'm flowing through you. Go sit with somebody and love on them. Um, and we do this a lot. You know, there was a, um, I was listening to um, a sermon and 
they were talking about miracles and signs and wonders and all that stuff, which I think is amazing. And so, trust me, I think they're, we, we sh- you know, hey, casting out demons, all that stuff, all that stuff, real, I believe it. Um, but I also believe in other stories. And this guy told a story where he was um, full, full in the Holy Ghost, wanting to listen to the Lord, and the Lord was telling him where to go and do stuff, and he was trying to listen. So what's next? I won't go somewhere. And I'm getting it in my own words. But the meat of it's going to be the same. And he says, I want you to go to this city. And he told him a city to go to. And he was like, okay. And he goes, what do you want me to do when I get there? And he says, nothing. And, it, and he was supposed to go on Halloween. So his wife stayed home. She said, I'm going to pray. And you go. The Lord told you to go, go. And these are people that listen to the Lord. They've been in doing this for a while. And he went to this city. And he's in the city, and it's bad. It's Halloween. And you can imagine, there's people looking like they shouldn't look, acting like they shouldn't act. It's pretty chaotic on Halloween. And he said he could hear it as he was walking down, down the city streets, uh, approaching a main area. He, he saw a young girl who was bent over and screaming and hollering at people and screaming at the top of her lungs and just possessed. And he thought, oh, Lord, is this why I'm here? <laughs> and he felt the Holy Ghost tug him saying, yep. And so he crossed the road and stood in front of her. And as she was coming down the street, she was yelling at people and screaming and, and cussing at people and carrying on. And he just stood right in front of her. And, and as she walked up, she just completely stopped, stood up straight, and said, thank you. And he was like, hmm? She said thank you and told him her name and said everything was going to be fine. And she appreciated it. And that was it. And the whole time his phone, he said, was going off in his pocket on vibrate. And he didn't know what to do, so he just, he walked away, you know, and picked up his phone. And his wife had texted him and says, has the girl showed up yet? She says, God showed me a young girl that, 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 needed, that, that, that needed freedom, that needed the chains broke off, or that needed deliverance. Did she show up? And he was like, well, yeah, but I didn't do anything. Like, I didn't share the gospel. I didn't preach to her. I didn't do anything. And she said, you weren't supposed to. What did God tell you to do? He said, God told me to go there, do nothing. Just show up. Yeah. You're, you're, I'm telling you, when you're so full of him, when you believe that, it's in you. And it radiates from you and it emits from you and it hits people. So you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to say yes and show up. Yeah. Let him do it. That's it. So, so we are that answer. We just need to be present. And, and we, we need to listen to him. And when he asks us to do something, don't try to figure all this stuff out. And You know how many calls I get? Will you come pray for something? Sh- sure. I want to tell people, you can do it yourself. <laughs> like, you really can. I don't mind going. I mean, that's what I do. I love it. But I would just want to tell them, if you just believe enough that when you pray, that he hears your prayers just like he hears my prayers. That the light that's in me is in you. And you have the same power to do the same thing that I'll, I'll show up and do. I don't mind. That's it. And he just loves us. And, and we just got to do that. So we are the answer to the darkness of this world. The light within us is the answer to the darkness in the world. We just have to be willing to sometimes go and do stuff he asks you to do. There might be times he says, I need you to go lay hands on somebody. I need you to go pray for somebody. I need you. To, and there's going to be times when he says, go and do nothing. And you're going to be like, hmm, 
don't know what that looks like. I'm so used to going places and praying for people that when I just go somewhere and sit there, it's weird. Like, I'm like, all right, Lord, I'm I'm sitting. <laughs> like, I'm loving people, and I never realize the other people that are involved that might not be there yet, that, that haven't walked through the door yet, that, that I'm just supposed to meet. You know, so it, sometimes we just have to listen to that. What you got, Deborah? I see that look on your face. Absolutely. That's right. Did you put on a shirt that said joy? Come on. That's right. got to believe it. That's right. Absolutely. There, it's, it's predestined for you to be places. I never think I'm just somewhere. I'm always looking. That's like my wife says. We never go on vacation because I'm always somewhere looking, you know, and I'm just, but I'm not looking to do something. I'm looking and listening. Like, God, you're going to put somebody and I'm going to do something. But I just think it's anything. If I go out to eat, Man, I want to treat that waiter or waitress, no matter how they treat me. I want to bless them, and I want to be a light to their darkness that day. That's it. And it's everybody I run into. I don't care if it's somebody at the gas pump. I don't care. Wherever I go, I have to think to myself before. I, and I say it to myself because our natural being is going to be to be quiet and get out, you know, and, and keep to yourself. And, and he says, I just tell myself, no, you can get out. You're going to smile at people, and you're going to love on people. And that's it. awesome we're gonna, let's get back to that as soon as let me close this out i'm gonna let people go they can go online we can sit here and talk all night so we'll do that uh, that's the gift of being in the presence is we can sit and talk all night um but i want to uh get this thing offline let's get 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 that all taken care of so let's just pray father we love you and we thank you and i thank you for a word tonight god and i ask you to touch everybody watching watching online everybody in this room god 
just continue to give us the courage to be the light, to walk out. And everybody we come encounter with and everybody we talk with, everybody that you put around us, Father, that, that we just shine. We shine like you, Father God, in everything we do. So, Father, we, we surrender that to you. Let this word touch them all, Father God. We ask you to just not let it land empty on our ears and, and, and not be used for anything. So, Lord, we just ask you to touch it, and we just thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. We thank you for tuning in this evening. We look forward to seeing everybody on Sunday, uh, or, or you can tune in next Tuesday. Once again, we are not live streaming on Sundays until we build up a production team that's willing to come in and, and, and help us with that live streaming. So uh, it will not be live on Sunday, but uh, you'll be able to watch it a couple days later. But we love you guys. God bless. Take care. And I'm going to think that's it. So good stuff. If not, she'll turn me off. So awesome. But yeah, that is so good. That is uh that is just it. You know, there are times that I walked around and you know, I've been I've told these stories a lot, but I walked into Walmart once and and I walked down an aisle and usually Jules will tell you, I walk into Walmart looking. She goes, I don't like going to Walmart with you because you're looking for somebody. You're all, I'm always I'm looking down aisles. I'm like, do I know somebody? Or Lord, lay my eyes on somebody that you're just going to tell me I need to pray for them, or I need to touch them, or I need to bless them, or something. That's my goal when I go to Walmart. Now I have a list, and I now sometimes when I'm when I'm hungry or tired, and I know I got to go get food or get something, and get home, I can be on a mission. But I'm teaching myself that even if I'm on a mission to get something, that I'm on a mission for Him, and I'm going to do something that He wants me to do. And uh, so I go in looking, and I remember walking past this lady. And she didn't see me, and she went to our church, and I was just walking, and I was like, okay, she didn't see me. And I got around the corner, and and guy was like, nope, go back and say hi. So I was like, ah. So I turned around and went back, and I was like, hey, how you doing? And we started talking, and, and she said, yeah, pray for me. Um, this is going on, this is going on. I said, yeah, I will definitely thank you. And I said, well, have a good day, and I walked away. And as I was walking through the, through the aisles, he said, no. She said, pray for her, go back and pray for her. And I was like, in the middle of Walmart, like right now when I'm trying to get out of here. And as I was fighting with Lord as I was walking through. And then I went down this aisle and I said, fine, whatever. I said, I'll go find her and pray for her because you're not going to leave me alone. So I turned around and there she was in the same aisle that I had been, I'd been doing the maze throughout Walmart. And she was right there. And I was like, okay. So I went up and I prayed for her. And as soon as I prayed for her, we had a good cry together and I prayed for her. And, and that was it. And then he released me and I could go grab my soda and go home. But I was like, Lord... Ah, and he just does that sometimes. You know, I've done it where I've walked in to the pharmacy there and everybody's going up and everybody's waiting in line. You know, you're standing there and you want to talk to everybody, but nobody wants to talk to you. Everybody's just kind of on their phone or so I'm standing. I just see the way people are impatiently going up and going up. So so I just went up and when the lady came up, I said, how are you doing today? She was like, not good. Yeah. Oh, she's running? Okay. That's fine. If you're still listening to this, that's fine. And uh, I remember praying over, um, yeah, we're done. I'm just talking now. Um, so we are, uh, um, I went in and, and this lady that was behind the, the counter, I just asked her, how you doing? And she just said, I'm 